glasses for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It is March 31st today. Uh, days are starting to run together. Uh, as we are experiencing this quarantine all at once, uh, it's, it really is, uh, there'll be a, a great movie on this or somebody really smart will do some sort of study on all the things that are going to come from this, both positive and negative. Uh, you know, people will deal with anxiety during this time. People will deal with PTSD during this time. It's going to be interesting to see, um, the, especially stuff like that's happening with our education system, for example, uh, the kids in the inner cities that are going to kind of get left behind, you know, almost like a forgotten generation of kids there that are dealing with this right now. Um, but here we are, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what day, what number day this is of quarantine. I think uh, I haven't been out the house in like two weeks or something like that, which I, if you know me, that's fantastic. I, I don't have to give an excuse, uh, to flake right now. I don't have to lie to anyone. Uh, I just won't show up because there won't be anything to show up to. Uh, with that said, though, if anyone wants to do anything after this quarantine is over, you hit a brother up. I will show up to that shit smiling. Um, only after I get a haircut, of course. But here we are. You know, we're going to stay positive because um, that's what human beings do. We are resilient. Uh, we're dumb as shit. We're, we're dumb as shit. But we're also resilient. Uh, I think that's what makes us us. Uh, so we'll fight through this. We'll make it out the other side and uh, there will be laughs again. Uh, if you were paying attention, by the way, I don't know if, if y'all peeped this, but Virginia, uh, just their stay at home order has been extended to January 10th. That says a lot. I mean, that's the state that holds the country's capital. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. You know, they're they're not. Did I say January 10th or June 10th? I'm sorry. I might have said January 10th. I don't know. I can't rewind real life to find out. But June 10th, it's been extended to. I think that's probably likely for a lot of places, honestly, uh, especially the places where the numbers are continuously exploding, where if you know, <clears throat> uh, as we spoke about on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, as testing increases, the numbers are going to explode. You know what I mean? The the, our, the way we were testing was pathetic. You know what I mean? It, it, it was just we just weren't testing enough. Had we been testing off the rip, we would have seen these numbers a lot higher weeks ago. Uh, they're going to continue to go up. Uh, they're going to continue to spike. Uh, people who were, you know, videotaped on Bourbon Street a week ago, we're going to be finding about them in a week. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so be prepared for the numbers to continue to go up. Don't allow it to negatively affect you. Don't allow it to influence your outrage. Um, because mistakes that were made a week ago, we're not going to find out the consequences of those mistakes for another week after. Uh, with that said, if you're still having quarantine parties or doing dumb shit like that, please, please stop being fucking stupid. Um, I would thoroughly appreciate if everyone just stopped being fucking stupid and selfish for a day. Uh, unless you, you are intending on dying in the next week, because of something else, you're on death row and you want to have a death row going away party. Okay, I can understand why you'd want to do that. Uh, but if you can't fucking wait a month or two, uh, then fuck off. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Um, so with that said, uh, we're going to talk about some basic hubbub, some nonsense, whatever comes to my mind right now. I just wanted to turn the mic on um, and get out my thoughts on stuff, uh, some sports, some not sports. 
Um, first of all, song of the day today. I was listening to this song earlier as I was. So there's this. Uh, if you go on YouTube, there's a whole faction of apartment workouts you can do. Apartment friendly workouts, and they're fantastic. Uh, and what's fantastic, there's one lady, I don't know her name, uh, I think she's a, an Asian lady, uh, really pretty, really, really fucking incredible smile, like an infectious smile, a smile that makes you want to smile while she's beating the shit out of you, doing these very basic workouts that seem simple until you're drenched in sweat for no reason after. Um, so that's been fun. It's been, it's been fun and, and, uh, it's also been demeaning to watch her laugh at my pain. Um, so yeah, while I was doing that workout, I was playing some some music, uh, as I am wont to do, uh, and uh, T-Pain, Buy You a Drink came on. and it, it, it So that's going to be the song of the day, the throwback song of the day, Buy You a Drink, which is a fantastic song, honestly. It's a little poppy, you know, a little popular, I, you know, maybe next song, I'll, I'll, maybe my next song of the day will be like a Wu-Tang song or something really, really, uh, you know, like in the mud, as they say. Um, but Buy You a Drink was fire when it came out. It's still fire today, honestly, uh, aside from Young Jock's shitty verse, which is, it's okay, whatever. It's not It's not terrible. There, there's a million better rappers who could have been it. But if you know the time, uh, you understand why Young Jock was on that verse. Uh, you know, it's going down was like fucking uh, exploding. It was, a, it was honestly a fire song. But so, yeah, Buy You a Drink, T-Pain, Control the Summer or two. Uh, with that and in love with a stripper and what was the other song? Uh, I can't remember the song. In love with a stripper was fire too though. Um, which brings us to Drake, who's in love with porn stars and strippers. Uh, not that I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I don't really like like uh, getting involved in the media smut, but I just do want to make a, a an observation, which to me is fucking hilarious. Um, when we were all clowning Drake for the, uh, even though I wasn't clowning him, I thought it was a legit thing he was saying. I, I understood what he was saying. Everyone clowned me for being like, everyone said I was a Drake apologist, but I didn't really think so. When he said the, the line about, uh, I wasn't hiding you from the world. I was hiding the world from you. What is that? What he said, whatever it was, or hiding you, f I wasn't hiding the world from you or whatever the fuck he says. Um, and as we found out when the pictures of him and his child got released yesterday, that's exactly the reason why he was doing it because people immediately started clowning him. Um, cause the kid doesn't look like his, uh, which is, uh, I don't, you know, not to say that the kid doesn't look like his, who's to say what, a, you know, if you saw my son and saw me, you'd be like, well, how did, uh, your disappointing face, uh, bring about this handsome face over here? So I can I can understand to an extent, um, uh, kind of. You know what I mean. Our kids are not necessarily going to be splitting images. I think the difference here is that he's blonde haired, blue eyed, and that is throwing people into a tailspin. Uh, although Drake, again, you know, he's half white, half black, and his child's mother is is I think all white and is a porn star. So which has nothing to do, no bearing on how the child looks, by the way. But I don't know why I threw in she was a porn star uh, at one time. Anyway. Point being, which is not, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not here to judge any fucking body. You know what I mean? If if you're good looking, I mean, not even if you're good looking, if you're a porn star and you're like getting bread for that, then do your fucking thing. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes to, to hustle. This world needs money. In order to do anything on this planet and in this country especially, you need money. It should to get tested for the coronavirus. As it was in the beginning, you need fucking money. Um, so, you know what I mean? Do your thing. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna clown. And every dude that clowns Drake 
for for you know this happening with this porn star uh one drake has already brushed was already uh doing damage control by saying it was like a one night thing anyway knowing drake he was probably in love with her and that wouldn't surprise me at all because this is drake um but honestly everyone who clowns him for that uh would do the would 100 percent if they had the opportunity uh to, because that chick is like pretty good looking, obviously. And if they had the opportunity to be with that chick, they would probably take it. You know what I mean? It's just you can't you can't talk about the punches being thrown by Mayweather when you're not even uh, you've never fought a, a, a one round of a amateur boxing fight. How can you judge Mayweather? Right. That's kind of the whole thing. And it's like. So for you to, and, and this doesn't go for everything. I'm not saying that we can't talk about basketball objectively and stuff like that. You know, the game. But talking as if you would beat the shit out of Floyd uh, if you saw him in the street, you know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. There is a really good story uh, that I heard uh, on YouTube being recanted by a bunch of battle rappers about, uh, I guess they had talked to 50 Cent and 50 or 50 Cent had an interview talking about him getting into a fight with Floyd. Uh, um, and basically 50 says, and I think 50 was, was an amateur boxer at one point, if I'm not mistaken, like a very, very amateur boxer. I don't know if he has any, like, uh, any recorded fights. Uh, but you know, he was doing it for a while. He apparently can fight. He said he went after, you know, him and Floyd, whatever he got into it and that he went to swing on Floyd. And the next thing he knew his ears were ringing. And he said he had no idea what happened. <laughs> no idea what happened. But apparently Floyd hit him. Uh, and 50 didn't just just literally didn't even see it coming. Had no idea. Just didn't even register it happened until his ears started ringing. Um, so he he then grabbed, he gripped Floyd up and tried to put him in a headlock before they broke it up. But he, you know, at that point knew, uh, yeah, Floyd would beat the shit out of me, uh, which is the case for, uh, and, uh, which is really the case. You're you regular fat motherfucker sitting at home drinking Dr. Pepper. Uh, during your quarantine, eating like uh, cheese doodles or whatever the fuck, you're not going to beat off Floyd Mayweather. You should never think that you are. Uh, but anyway, the point being, back to Drake. Uh, so, you know, he, he he's boxing above your coverage. Uh, you need to chill. You would probably wife up his his uh, sloppy seconds or his stripper, whatever you want to call it, don't fucking matter. Uh, I'm not finna shit on anybody. I, I don't disrespect being a stripper is is its own hustle and grind and takes its own like level of uh fortitude to do you know what i mean because you have like shitty disgusting men that are like drooling and sweating all over you and just want your affection constantly and it's fucking disgusting i don't know how uh how women do it it's a you know women are super superhuman they're like super super uh heroes so uh and also super villains to our heart i'm joking but uh so yeah anyway people clown drake for it no surprise there. This is exactly what Drake, I think, wanted to avoid when he saw the baby. I think he probably knew what was going to happen on social media. I mean, let's remember, he he is the first social media battle rapper, uh, 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 social media. He was he partook in the first social media rap battle, I should say, um, with with Meek. You know, what I mean, and everything he did during that rap battle uh, really took battle rap, took the rap battle and hip hop to a different direction. Uh topped off by the perfection of Pusha T putting out the blackface pictures and all that stuff uh, along with the song. Um, so anyway, not to recant the entire history of Drake, but yeah, so I think that's what happened there. No big deal. Um, so shout out to Drake and his beautiful kid, man. That, that kid is like super handsome regardless. Whoever's kid that is, is a beautiful kid. Uh, congratulations to whomever's parents that is. I mean, he ain't fucking with my son. My son will give him hands, but uh, that's not the point here. 
Uh, my son will give all your kids hands. Understand that if we set up a, a fight club, my child will, even though it's the problem is my son is too nice. You know what I mean? He's too fucking nice. So, uh, so he, he would want to make friends first. You know what I mean? But if it comes down to it, if we put the blinders on him, he's giving ass whoopings out to anybody. He'll cry. But while he beats your child uh, into a coma, uh, that's probably a little bit too much. That's what quarantine does. Quarantine has got us thinking wild shit. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, anyway, that's not the point. None of this is the point. Uh, well, I don't know what the point is. We're just here talking. We're riffing. Uh, other thing that came out today. So ESPN is moving up the Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, which is the perfect child of Jordan and Jackson, a dancing slam dunking animal. Uh, who may or may not molest children and also probably doesn't sleep. Um, anyway, Michael Jordan documentary uh, is going to come out on ESPN. Um, they're going to move it up to April 23rd, I think it is. Uh, now I'm a little bit confused by the length of this. I've seen two lengths. I, I was under the impression it's 10 episodes, one hour per episode. But I think I saw ESPN tweet. It was 20 hours. Uh, but maybe it's 20 hours of unseen footage that they're utilizing for this documentary or something, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we're going to see Jordan is all his glory, all his positive and negative glory, I'm sure. There was a great article on ESPN written a couple years ago when Jordan first turned 50 um, that was really eye-opening about him. Talked about how, uh, aside from he still doesn't sleep, uh, which is, you know, one of the, the things about MJ that you'll probably, they're going to talk in this documentary about, I'm sure. He doesn't really sleep. Uh it's almost like he 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 is as um, otherworldly and super heroic he seems. Uh, he is also almost pathetic in a way that it's 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 almost pathetic in a way that he is a victim to his own competitiveness, and it's like kind of crazy. Anything you read about it, about him and his how competitive he is, he can't do anything without competing at it. Um, which I think is partly why he doesn't sleep. You know what I mean? If you read the article, it's it's great. I, I can't remember. I can't get any. I don't remember the details. I could find it probably if you ask for it. But if you just, you know, uh, just like Google ESPN, Michael Jordan, 50 years old, uh, 50 year. Yeah, 50 year old, something like that it was when he turned 50 that this article came out. It was maybe four years ago. And it was like really fucking eye opening. Um and it's 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 almost sad. You, you almost pity him at one point because he just can't do anything without being competitive. I mean, at this point, he was like like I think he was jokingly mulling over coming out of retirement. But I promise you, he if he could, he probably would have, um, you know, in some efforts to reclaim his throne. I think this is why he oh, why he practices with the with why he there's so much video of him busting the Charlotte Bobcats players' ass. And practice and doing all types of shit like that because he, you know, what I mean, really is, has trouble letting go. Um, so, you know, we're going to see a lot of that. The no sleep stuff. I mean, that's like famous, famously just didn't sleep. You know what I mean? Which is wildly irresponsible uh, considering um, maybe if he did sleep. And AI didn't sleep either, but AI didn't last that long. You know what I mean? MJ somehow didn't sleep. He'd go like, he, he would like famously go play golf. Mind you, smoking cigars all through this this time. He would go like play golf. I think Chuck Daly talked about this too in the uh, in the um, Dream Team documentary. They would go play golf in the morning. He'd go to practice, uh, you know, lunch and breakfast during this time. Go to practice, uh, you know, maybe come out play a little poker, or whatever. Go to the game, bust, drop fifty on Angola, and then gamble the entire night long. And then when everyone woke up, would go play golf again. 
You know what I mean? So he was doing shit like this constantly. I mean, the flu game is is uh, famously being debunked as just the hangover game, which is possible. I, you know, maybe probably not that surprising. Um, so, you know, that that's the MJ story. Uh, we're going to see a lot of that in the documentary. If you know me, I think MJ is the greatest. I'll, I'll give you a couple minutes on this. Uh, MJ is the greatest basketball player of all time to me. Um, LeBron is 1B. Uh, that's as close as he's going to get. And that's because when you say he's the second greatest player of all time, people get so fucking offended by saying, oh, if you, God forbid, you say this is the second greatest basketball player in the history of the whole fucking world. This dude is number two. And LeBron fans will fucking get so goddamn offended by that. As if I've just given a depth, as if, as if I'm saying LeBron is trash or something like that by saying he's the second greatest in the history of the world. So I say he's 1B. That way they can shut the fuck up, maybe. Um, LeBron is incredible. You know what I mean? If What's going to help LeBron's case, I think, uh, again, aside from the numbers and stuff like that, is the way we're going to remember LeBron's legacy uh, we'll, we'll, it's going to have a lot to do with what, with what he did outside the game, where the stuff that MJ did outside the game isn't great. Uh, I mean, the last, the last portion of MJ's legacy as an owner has been like, uh, to put it, to put it nicely has been disappointing, but to be honest, it's been fucking abysmal. It's been trash. And then during the, the players association, during the lockout, I mean, there is, you know, him trying to take power away from the players. Meanwhile, he is looked at as this player empowerment guy. Um, the reason why there are shoe deals and the reason, and this is all true, but now you kind of realize that it's not because he was championing these things. It's just that by the sheer force of who he was, he was awarded these things. Um, so uh, there's a reason why you don't see great players wanting to go play for the greatest basketball player of all time. You know what I mean? I, th I think that counts for something. Um, it's the same reason why players haven't gone to the Knicks. You can sit there and say, well, who the fuck wants to go to Charlotte uh, or, or New Orleans at this point? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, who the fuck wants to go to Charlotte? Um, who wants to go to Charlotte? You know what I mean? Well, why would you want to go to Charlotte? Because uh, it's a small, you know, small town, whatever. But then you look at the Knicks and you say, well, why would you want to go to the Knicks? Because James Dolan is there. Well, let me tell you something. If MJ was the opposite, was was the opposite of James Dolan, he would draw players there and he doesn't. You know, there's a reason for that. Um, so it hasn't been great this back half of his career. But um, and people are going to remember the schools that LeBron, the schools that LeBron put up in Cleveland. People are going to remember all the fucking philanthropic, uh, all the philanthropic shit he's done. Um outside of the game and deservedly so you know what i mean he deserves all the fucking love he's corny as shit you know what i mean let's just be honest that that's the other thing that separates mj from lebron is that lebron is like corny as fuck you know what i mean corny not in a bad way not in a malicious way just like he's just corny as shit man he's just like a corny dude like he's not really funny he's just he's corny you know what i mean like uh where mj is this like stone cold hitman you know what i mean this fucking assassin that we look to, and because I think that the, the the birth of social media fucked up a lot of the recent NBA stars, you know what I mean? Because we saw too much of them, uh, whereas back then, these guys were viewed as, um, you know, almost godlike. You know, you, you, you only saw these guys in these specific situations in a basketball game uh, where you would see them performing and doing all of these crazy things. Now we're seeing fucking Jamal Murray getting blown on Instagram live by accident. You know what I mean? So 
the point being, we see too much of these guys. They are way too human to us. Whereas in the 90s, these were not human beings. They, they did not occupy the same reality that we occupied. We could not relate to them in any type of way. Um, and MJ, no more, so by, by so much more was that. You know what I mean? We just viewed him as like this, this godlike figure. Um, that's why... That's why his shoot arounds were stacked with people. Um, that started with MJ, really, where, where shoot arounds would be fucking sold out and shit like that. Not sold out, necessarily, but would be packed. Yeah, that starts with MJ. You know what I mean? Because people just wanted to get a glimpse of him, the greatest basketball player of all time. Meanwhile, he's just a human, flawed is shit, which is what we find out about everyone we make heroes of. Um, I, when, when everything happened with Louis C.K. a couple of years ago, I remember I was talking to a good friend of mine, actually Vic, who was on the podcast the other day, uh, and I told him, I told them, because we we value the things that Louis C.K. talked about, you know what I mean? We kind of viewed him, maybe not as a hero, but, you know, like somebody who got it. He understood it. You know, he got it. Um, and then when everything happened with him, it's like, yeah, man, you know what? These are human beings, and that's what this comes down to, like— uh, we put these humans on pedestals. It's our expectations that ruin, um, that ruin these people. You know what I mean? They ruin it. We, we go from, from viewing them as heroes to hating them in the same breath because of our expectations of them. But in reality, uh, we need to be our own heroes. You know what I mean? We need to view ourselves as heroes. I need to be my own hero. That's how you build your self-esteem. You know what I mean? You view yourself as your own hero. We're going to go through many more challenges. We don't have endless bank accounts um, to, to, to navigate some of the challenges we deal with. Yeah, they deal with other things. That's a fact. And money sure can't buy happiness, but it'll make shit a lot easier if you had a lot of money. Um, that, that can be the case for a lot of people. So with all that shit that happened to Louis C.K., you realize, yeah, man, we need to be our own heroes. These heroes that we have, they're not really heroes. And this documentary, I think, as great as it's going to be uh, to really relive some of the MJ moments, you're going to see the honesty in people that's like, yeah, man, this guy was a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? He was like a fucking asshole. I tweeted this morning, uh, Scotty's face looks like he's coming with sacrilege. I mean, we've heard Scotty say MJ isn't the greatest a few times, uh, and he's coming with sacrilege for sure. You know what I mean? I promise you he's coming to burn that bitch down. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Because the the effect he had on his teammates wasn't always great. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he in some ways, his leadership, there are different types of leadership. You know what I mean? Uh, you can sometimes galvanize your teammates by challenging them the way MJ did. Sure. You know what I mean? But you need a specific type of teammate to do that with. There are teammates who can't handle that. You know what I mean? Who need like the positive reinforcement, like the Tim Duncan silent leadership type that will bring that that says, I got this and teammates will fall in line. Yo, he got this. He's confident in him. We're confident with him. Uh, whereas MJ would challenge his teammates uh, constantly. So. Uh, sometimes getting violent with them. Um, so I think we're going to see uh, not a great uh, picture being painted. Uh, LeBron, and, and, and for anyone who's now going to say, you see, this is why LeBron's greater than MJ. LeBron's leadership track record is mostly just uh, him subtweeting uh, and being super passive aggressive with teammates. So I don't want to hear that this dude's like some ultimate team teammate or some shit like that there's nothing that supports that taking pictures and doing all like fake ass pictures on the sidelines doing all that shit now throwing long passes to, to ad that's all bullshit when you're if you're subtweeting your teammates yeah ad is the first one to not get subtweeted um so 
Uh, so yeah, not to completely shit on him, but just want to say that, 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 that there's a lot of great players uh, that are not necessarily great leaders. Kobe being one of them, God rest his soul, not, no one would paint him as a great leader. There's only a few. Uh, Magic was a fantastic leader of men. Larry Bird, fantastic leader. Uh, Bill Russell, you know what I mean? Kareem was not a great leader. Uh, no one would view Kareem as a great leader. Wilt, not a great leader. You know what I mean? And now these are all guys who occupy the top 10. Uh, Shaq, not necessarily a great leader. You know what I mean? These are all guys who occupy the top uh, the top section of this list of fantastic players. Uh, it didn't make them great leaders. It, it, it didn't mean they were great leaders. So um, Isaiah, great leader. Uh, his teammate, His teammates would fucking die for him. Um, which is why he's one of my favorite point guards of all time. Chris Paul, the, the, the story is not written on him completely. We have times where his leadership seems to be great, but it just spoils towards the end. I think he's just too intense maybe. Uh, and eventually, and listen to his credit, he can be too intense. Uh, and I don't think he's been coupled with a team that could understand that. Like, for example, if you put Chris Paul, not to just love Tim Duncan, obviously I love Timmy, but if you put Chris Paul, let's change, let's put Chris Paul with like Bill Russell. Uh, would they get along? Yeah, I think they probably would get along. These are guys who took this incredibly seriously. Um, would he get along with Kobe? Probably. Would he get along with MJ? Probably. Is he going to get along with Blake Griffin? No. Would he get along with Shaq? Probably not. Um, you know what I mean? Would he get along with James Harden? No. Uh, no surprise. You know what I mean? Some of these guys are a little questionable what, what they're, how they care about the game and, and they're still great in their own right. But, um, you know, they're different, different, different leadership styles. So, uh, we're going to see a lot of that and it's not going to be pretty necessarily. I think it'll be great to relive some of it, but I think you'll see some sobering truths as well. Um, and we'll see. You know what I mean? I wonder, it'll be interesting to see if they get into, you know, the reason why he left. Obviously, there's like a lot. The, the, the main conspiracy theory about his first retirement is that he was actually suspended 100 games or so by the NBA uh, because of this whole gambling thing, which led to his the death of his father, that uh, he was killed because of a gambling debt because of Michael's gambling debt. Uh, now, that conspiracy it just sounds almost too good to be true, like not too good because someone died but i mean too good as in like this is written for movies um sometimes real life does i mean listen look at fucking tiger king over here sometimes real life is stranger than movies so truth is stranger than fiction as they say um so you know what i mean it, we'll see who knows um with that said i think uh yeah i think that's like a good uh 25 minutes of bullshit talking shit here uh, which is always fun. Uh, always my my a thing I like to do. We'll have Vic back on his podcast later this week. Uh, don't know what topic. We may assign Marvel superheroes to NBA superstars in the NBA. I think maybe we'll take like three each or something. Do something like that maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, with that being said, oh, I saw, I'm starting a new book. Uh, what the hell is this book called? I, I keep forgetting. Oh, it's called The Three-Body Problem. Uh, it's... Uh, let me get the, the details here because I don't want to just be an asshole. Uh, the three-body problem. Uh, okay, thank you, Kindle, for signing me out for no apparent reason. Three-body problem. Uh, so this is a trilogy. Um, oh, three-body problem is also a physics thing, uh, which if you didn't know that, uh, now you know. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that has to do here. The three-body problem trilogy, although there's actually another name for it. Everyone calls it the three-body problem tr trilogy. Um, uh, the trilogy is actually called Remembrance of Earth's Past. 
Uh, but people typically just read it and refer to it as a three body problem, which is kind of like Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones set of books is really called A Song of Ice and Fire, but everyone calls it the Game of Thrones. Um, anyway, so it's written by Lou. I, I'm, I'm going to fuck up his name, so I don't want to do that because that's disrespectful. Uh, but he is a, a writer of Chinese de de descent. So I'm going to begin reading this book um, this week, probably. Uh, so that's a book for your quarantining asses. Uh, wash your fucking hands and read a book. Uh, we're gonna read a book. Uh, what things are out on the media? Obviously, we have the MJ documentary coming out. Tiger King, if you haven't watched it, it's, it's entertaining. Uh, I'll tell you this: Tiger King is cool. There are better documentaries. Uh, if you want to see a good documentary on Netflix, uh, I mean, you don't fuck with cats is absolutely insane. Uh, it's terrifying. Uh, it's 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 like seeing a supervillain. Uh, like a real life supervillain. So don't fuck with cats. Watch that. Or uh, if you want to see something that is, it just kind of died out almost. When it first came out, it was like exploded. But people, I guess just the nature of how things are right now. So many things are happening so quickly. Uh, we just forget things. But uh, the other documentary on, on Netflix called, um, oh shit, what is it called? Uh, it's about a cult, wild, wild country. About a cult that had invaded, quote unquote, Washington uh, state and uh, and the battle of the townspeople to get them out. Interesting, uh, interesting documentary. Um, I think different people will have different opinions of what happens here. It's, it, 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 that's what makes it great. Um, it's a really good documentary. You'll have your own views uh, and ideals and it'll really prompt that uh, a good response. So check those out. Those are, I think, better documentaries than Tiger King. Tiger King, what makes Tiger King good is that you can't even believe this number of hilarious characters exist in one story and are all just irredeemable. Not one of them is a good person. They're all pieces of shit. It's just that Joe Exotic is the dumb one who kind of pays for the sins of all of them. So he's a poor fool in the story. Um, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, there, there are better documentaries. Tiger King is good. Not, not to disparage that, but don't fuck with cats. I would say is better. I would also say again, wild, wild country is an excellent documentary. Um, uh, check that out. Oh, if you have HBO, uh, woman of Troy, I meant to bring this up like three weeks ago, woman of Troy about the USC women's basketball team featuring the greatest women's basketball player. One of the greatest basketball players of all time, Cheryl Miller, um, just the dominant force who we never got to see play professionally. Um, uh, due to an injury, uh, due to an injury, but was fucking dominant, um, is the reason why Reggie probably even gets to the NBA, if we're being honest. Um, so check that out too. If you need a sports fix, uh, TV shows, watch devs on Hulu. Devs is really good. Uh, I, I mean, you, I guess you could also watch, watch them call it on, on, on HBO, uh, Westworld. As I said, the, the, the problem, my problem with Westworld, I'll give you a couple minutes on what my problem with Westworld is, is the first season of Westworld, was dealing with this um was, was dealing with a great a great philosophical question uh you know kind of the the journey of man to find his own morality his own consciousness uh and to unlock that like those potentials within us uh through the story of these hosts or these robots um which you find out the developer spoiler warning spoiler spoiler alert here 
you find out that the, the developer had been leaving. What, what they would do is they were writing these stories for the hosts to perform constantly. And then when they would change the story, they would use the same host just in a different setting. So some of these hosts were dealing with, I mean, they're all dealing with um, seeing like traumatic events constantly because people would come in there and essentially just rape the women, kill people, do whatever the fuck they wanted to do to these people, uh, to these hosts, I should say. Uh, and what the developer was doing was leaving breadcrumbs of their memory intact through every iteration. Every time their memory was wiped, there'd be a breadcrumb there um, that essentially led them through the maze to being awoken, to, to, to being awakened finally, where where they develop their own consciousness, their own moral code. Um, so that's what season one started as, which is what made the show good to me. Season three now has turned into Terminator. So I don't fucking know. I haven't watched season three yet, but it, it's just gotten out of control. I, I'm not going to shit on it yet until I watch it. Maybe I might watch it. I don't know. It just gets too out of control for me. Uh, season one was excellent. Um, so, but if you want to see a good show that deals with something very similar, uh, called devs on Hulu, it's an FX show on Hulu, uh, featuring Nick Offerman, uh, who is the dude from Parks and Rec. Excellent show. Uh, weird, kind of. It, it's really good. Check out Devs. Uh, I, I don't watch Ozark because uh, the the kids piss me off immediately. Anytime a show has an annoying kid, uh, it fucking pisses me off. Uh, Sopranos, uh, Tony and his daughter irritate me. Uh, fucking Rick and his son piss me off. His son in Walking Dead. I'm sorry. Rick in Walking Dead, his fucking child. Uh, who I would have killed in season two immediately. I, I would have just off that little fuck uh, to, to start it off. Anyway, I hate that kid. It, they turned me off for the show. So uh, none of them are worse than Joffrey. None of them are thematically or story-wise worse than Joffrey, but Joffrey is actually meant to be this. You know what I mean? He moves the story of Game of Thrones forward. Um, not to get too much into that anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, follow along, uh, watch devs, wild, wild country. Uh, don't fuck with cats. Um, woman of Troy. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, that's all I got. Read a book, three body problem trilogy. I'm going to start that. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll pick it up again. Maybe tomorrow I have another podcast. Maybe the next day. Don't know yet. I don't know how many podcasts are released. I will say that I am working on coming up with a second podcast, uh, that'll all be under one umbrella. Uh, 476ers will be focusing on sports and then another podcast will be more like these where we'll talk about some, um, social media things and movies and shows and whatever the hell, uh, is going on in the world. Uh, and yeah, you know, for those of you who are staying along, those of you who shared my podcast, I love you. Uh, if you listen, I love you. Uh, you know, wash your hands. I need all of you alive for this to make me famous, hopefully, so I can forget all the little people when I get big enough. Uh, please help me get there, everyone. Uh, but no, seriously, everybody stay safe out there. Uh, keep your family safe. Stay inside the house. Uh, social distance. Let's do this. Let's get this shit done, man. We can be done this by June, let's say, uh, and we can have a summer, uh, a summer, even if by August, we just enjoy August. You know what I mean? Be like, we can make August a fucking fantastic summer where everyone just, where the new uh, pandemic becomes chlamydia, the rise of chlamydia and uh, crabs or whatever. Uh, so everybody stay safe out there. Stay clean. Wash your hands. Protect your families. Uh, try to eat good. Try to get outside. Get some sun. Try to continue working out if you can. Again, great options on YouTube uh, for apartment workouts if you live in an apartment like me. Um, stuff that you can do around the house just to, just to stay active, keep your heart rate going up. Um, 
And yeah, everyone stay safe. Uh, that's all I got. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind.